the podcast coach for December 6, 2014. Let's get ready to podcast. Oh, it's Saturday morning. We've got new knobs to turn. We don't know which ones work. It's going to be a lot of fun today. I'm going to guess it's this one. Hey, you got it right. All right. That gets a little crazy. But uh, welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And joining me right over there from the Average Guy.tv is the one, the only Jim Cullison. Jim, how's it going? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you, and uh, happy we've got some new ways of doing things today. Oh, it's it's interesting. Uh, you can join us over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. We've got a uh, chat room going on over there, and um, we have all sorts of uh, new toys that we're playing with here, and uh, one of which is last week after the, uh, the show ended, I was uh, tweaking knobs, and I, I'd had a couple channels on my mixer that I bought on eBay. And for the record, you can get a lot of really good stuff on eBay, but it is always a gamble. I gambled and I got my money's worth out of that mixer, but in the end it was it had it needed some help. Let's just put it that way. And um so to make a long story short, I bought a Behringer X1832 mixer mainly because I was looking for two auxiliary outputs. Because I need one to go to the phone. And today, that phone number, by the way, is uh, 347. And here's the really cool thing. I can hear the music now. I love that now. 347-850-8007. That's 347-850-8007. We're using a different service today. You couldn't hear the music before? I could, but I didn't know how loud it, I could hear it. But I had no idea how loud it was to you. I, oh, to us. Yeah, gotcha. and, and I would turn a knob to see how many green lights are blinking on the Google Hangout, which, of course, is somewhat useless as a, uh, uh, you know, meter or whatever. But anyway, so, yeah, I was looking at a Mackie mixer, which had, you know, two auxiliary sends, and then I saw this Behringer, and not only does it have the two auxiliary sends, but if, I don't know how cool it is, it has a built-in compressor. Now, it's a one-knob compressor on any channel that has an XLR input, and uh, which is six. I could have six XLR inputs. So it's it, for the average Joe Schmo podcaster, this is not the mixer to get. This is way more <laughs> than you need. But the thing I really love about it is the fact that I can, there's a button for what's called a submix. So you have your main output, you have your auxiliary output, and then there's like basically another main output. And so uh, the thing I love about that is I can just anything on any channel that I say go to the sub, in this case is now going to Jim and this is where I went, Oh, this is, this is heaven for me. I can click a button and hear what's going to Jim. And then I can click another button and go back to the main mix. So I was like, wow, that's really, really cool. So it does add some um, options for you. I think clean some things up. It's going to make the show a lot easier to run. Yeah, I think you're right. Although Dave, to be honest, if for most podcasters, the mixer they need is a, you know, a 99 or $199 mixer. For two seventy nine, I'm not sure I would. Even if I was starting, I might purchase at that level. Use the the you know use what I need and then grow into it. So if you're going to head that direction, my two seventy nine just isn't that much that it would 
you know, it's not like the difference between three hundred and thousand dollars, right? Then you'd be like, oh, right. It's like not like the difference between an ATR twenty one hundred and a high LPR forty, right? Then you kind of go, ah, oh, okay, let's just stick with the ATR twenty one hundred because the the price difference is so much. But in this case, I, I like that price point, and I'm, I'm liking what I hear. I especially like the Satan voice. That is, yes, the, that's a, a fun little trick. If you haven't heard this yet, uh, if I turn me off here and I do this. Oh, I don't know what I ate, but man, Luke, I am your father. And then I can, uh, if I hit the right knob, I think it's this one, I can do this. And now, oh my God, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> what would you like, little boy? So, uh, yeah, it, it does lots of useless. Oh, it scares me to death. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, that's oh useful. Oh my gosh. I'll get more listeners now because I can do a special yeah. Christmas, you know, what was that? Chipmunk special. Yeah. Dave or Alvin. Alvin. So, yeah, it's uh, that's useful. And uh, so, yeah, that number, if we, so we're, see, here's the thing. Number one, if you listen to the very beginning of the show, I, I am doing a special test of a software that I have a, a non-disclosure agreement with, which is kind of weird because at this point, everything I have to say about it is pretty positive. Um, so we are using a different phone system. And if you've listened to my show, most people can uh, just go back to the beginning of this and you, you'll hear a little bit yeah, of it. Yeah. So, so I, I need to ask them and go, can I say that we're using the thing of the, uh, but anyway, do it. they don't care. Yeah. It's a, it's a new world over there. Yeah, so yeah. I think they'd be fine. Yeah, we're using blog talk radio today. Um, it's three, four, seven, eight, five, zero, eight, zero, zero, seven. Now we're only using their phone interface today. Um, but you're not actually, we're not actually broadcasting there. Yeah, right? actually it's we are. Just, oh, we are. Nice. Uh, let okay. me think about that. Um, that would be got monitor that chat too. No, no, no. <laughs> that would be interesting to see. I'll have to, uh, can I get the, um, cause in theory, the phone, Hmm. I'll have to figure that out. I think you are. I'm, I'm going to say you are. I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to go find you there. I think the phone link here, I can, I'll, 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 I'll here. Okay. To start a show to get it working. Right. Yeah. And in theory, so we're the show and you started it. And in theory, we are, uh, I put a thing in a chat there. Um, oh, okay. And via the phone, cause we're sending us to the phone and the phone is going, I think that or a lot of people are going, it says, ask the podcast coach, but it's very quiet. <laughs> uh, here, let me, let me, well, I'll, I'll click play. That way it doesn't uh, yeah. affect you, but I uh, can't find the play button. Yeah. Maybe it's, so maybe it's not, I don't, I don't see a, no, that was just, it says they short it says on air. Okay. Let's see over there. I don't, oh, there's the, there's, it is playing. Why am I, why am I not hearing anything? I'm going to say there might be nothing there because let's see, I'm going to the phone. Yeah, I think that's the case. I can't, I, I can, it's there. It's running. We've been on nine minutes and 18, 19 seconds. Uh, it actually looks, it's a nice page. It's got a chat window right. uh, or not chat, but comments. It's more blog driven that way. Um, and it says we have an hour and 20 minutes remaining. Yeah. So no, so, um, yeah, so I'm testing their beta service, which I can't really do at this point. Uh, I need another computer to, to, cause the setup here this in the morning is just crazy with two mixed minuses going. And now I need kind of a third one or a third computer or something. Well, it, 
And Nick, Nick Suberling in chat says you're streaming live on Blog Talk Radio in order to, to use, use the, the phones. phones? Yes. And the question is, yes, they have a dynamite call in feature. I mean, that's that's yeah. their whole premise of podcasting was to everybody would call it in and even the host, which was terrible. Right. <laughs> that's the terrible part. Right. Is, and you would pay extra to connect in other ways and such. Yes. But uh, they have an um, they have a really good call in management system and that's we've we've been talking about that if we could just hijack that in some way and use that without necessarily broadcasting there and taking the poor quality it would have been a win and i think we're getting close yeah so and again that number 347 sam's so used to seeing the other one now 347-850-8007 that number again 347-850-8007 and uh, open phones at the moment and We'd love uh, to have somebody help us test this. Yeah, it's like I got to play with it, uh, and I will say the the you know the folks over there have been really gracious, and they're uh, you know that whole nine yards. They've been very helpful, and they're really interested in my opinion. And I've already found some things that, and they said they they said now, Dave, for the record, you know this is this is beta. We're not going live just yet. They have a, a few people on it, and uh, then they just politely said, if you have any thing that you find wrong can you please tell us and not your audience and i'm like yeah i can do that so um so it's been yeah, and nick nick says he's used it before yeah uh, for it i think some, some other folks have as well yeah. so not necessarily questioning it from his side of the equation but i think some other people dave might have they've heard you talk about oh, yeah. Talk radio and then all of a sudden you're like and uh, you're using it now yeah, wait yeah, a minute yeah, you're I'm, a just, I'm just testing their phone right now and what they're doing i, I can tell you where they're headed is in the future you'll click a button and you'll be connected on air as the host, 128 kilobits per second stereo. And it sounds phenomenal. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's not blog. That's not your grandpa's blog talk radio. And they were very happy to hear me go, wow, that sounds really good. So, um, but it's brand new and they're doing it very smart. They're moving very, very slowly as they, you know, they're, they're finding things that are, okay, we need to do like, there was one that there's a button that didn't look like a button. And they said, yeah, if you click on the such and such, and I go, where's that? And they're like, oh, it's right there by your mouse. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't even look like a button. They're like, oh, you know what? It doesn't. So they're, they're, they're looking for a fresh set of eyes. And in my case, a fresh set of eyes that, uh, that has some experience behind it to go. Uh, and some critical set of eyes, yeah. too. I mean, I think yeah. that's what, what they really need is someone who comes in who'd be critical about the platform. Because that, you know, that critical creates clarity, right? I mm -hmm. mean, it's just a good, it's good to have conflict at sometimes to work all those things out. Yeah. So, well, while we're waiting for uh, the phone to ring, we do have a question. Now, th this came in last night via SpeakPipe, and I thought this would be a, a good thing to kind of discuss. And it's uh, from Tim, and he's talking about launching a uh, a video podcast. So here it comes. Hey, Dave. Tim over here at WPMasterDesign.com. Big fan of your shows. I listen to every episode. Uh, you've helped me out a lot in getting me prepared to launch my podcast. Uh, my show will be launching in January, and I just have a couple questions regarding hosting. Now, I know you're a huge fan of Blueberry and Libsyn, which I think are really great services. Unfortunately, their plans for the data that I would need uh, tend to be a little pricier than I'm uh, able to afford at this point in time. So I've been looking around at other options, um, and I found one that I think will work for me uh, called HipCast. HipCast. And I was wondering what you think about them. Uh, they have some pretty nice little packages, uh, automatic data growth every month, 
and very affordable and good bandwidth, everything like that. Uh, so I was wondering what you think of them. Um, you've never really spoken to them about them on your show. Uh, so do you think they're a good option? The reason I need something different is that my podcast is going to be an hour long per episode, and it is going to be uh, in video. Um, as you know, that makes for pretty big files. So uh, I need something that provides me with, A, the base storage that I need, and B, the storage growth that I need for each month. Uh, and HipCast seems to be about the best option for me in my mind. So uh, wondering if you could do a review on them, tell me what you think about them, and I'll keep listening to your shows and learning from the best. Thanks a lot. Well, first of all, Tim, thanks for listening. And Jim, do you you don't do downloads yet in your video, do you? I no, I do through a, a video RSS on Mediafire. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Because that's gonna... something we started about three months ago. You know, we. I talked about it on a past show. I resisted the video download concept. I was like, just go to YouTube. Right. <laughs> Why can't people just go to YouTube? Well, there were listeners who wanted it down. They wanted to download the video. And I'm a talking head podcast. It's terrible, but they want it. So why? And I heard uh, both Daniel and Ray and you talk about this, I think, on the last podcasters roundtable. You can't get in your customer's way. If they want it that way, you got to give it to them that way. So I kept getting requests. Hey, can we just, I, I want to find a way to just download your video. And so I too did not want to put the video burden on, on my current host provider for that stuff pricing wise. We've, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but that's what I use Mediafire for. So I go out there, load my videos to that. And they, you can download them from there. 24 bucks a year. It's got limitations, but, and I, I don't want to go into, cause we've talked a ton about it on past shows, but that's how I do it. Okay. And then what, what, um, like what format are you putting out for the video? Is it, is it the full? Yeah. Two. No, no, that would be ridiculous. Okay. Uh, we, we do two. Well, some people could, I mean, it's a big file. The, the one I shipped to YouTube is almost a gig. Right. So that's a f fairly large video file. I let YouTube chunk it down into their own format at that point. And I keep that raw version locally here as well as I upload it to crash plan as a backup but then I transcode it into a video uh, large and a video small so the video large about 500 meg the video small is about 150 meg let's say in uh, in different resolutions so they can get it and, and the video large is by far the the most popular I mean you wouldn't think so right because right? I, I asked You're downloading you, it to your phone well I, I asked, <laughs> it was funny we were having a conversation via speak pipe because Originally, um, this is back in April, I had asked uh, Rob Walsh from Libsyn. I said, look, I typically recommend people give a, give a small version for download and then put the YouTube on your website because if somebody's on your website, they can just watch the YouTube. I believe if they watch it on YouTube, you still get count. I still gets counted as a view. I don't think you have to be on YouTube. I don't know if that counts or not, but uh, if not, but um, and, and then let the download be those that want to watch it on an iPad or on the phone. And so that um, that size is 640 by 360 or 640 by 480. Um, and, and Rob said you can actually export to iPod settings from QuickTime Pro. Um, and I've seen that. If you blow it up on your screen, it is a little pixelated uh, if you're actually watching it on your screen. Do you know what sizes you're, you're exporting at? Yeah, so I'm using Handbrake to, mm -hmm. to get those uh, put together. And they have an iPod setting. That's for my video small. That's 320. Okay. And then I have an iPhone and a, uh, it says iPhone and iPod Touch. That's at 960. 
Okay. So that gets you that gets you those resolutions and crunches it down. It, it's an intense process to put those videos together, but um, it it absolutely. You know, uh, Craig asked, you know, can't you just download it from YouTube? Well, you can, but it's a big mess. It's hor- it, You have to go install some software or go to yeah. a service or, I mean, the average listener is not going to do what you have to do today. And the subscription engine in YouTube is just useless. I mean, it's awful. It's, it's, you, you might get an email, you might get an email when your video goes out there. So, you know, YouTube's great for embedding and it's great for, for embedding on your page and those kinds of things. So if your listeners want to download your video, you've got to come up with a different option where they can physically do both iTunes. So if you have your own RSS feed just for video, then they can do both RSS and iTunes and whatever else you want to right. send it to. It just gives you some more options. I know, uh, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast is in the chat room. He says uh, he uses uh, 640 by 360 for the video podcast because he has um, video podcast video tips in uh, in YouTube. And he says uh, he does that, but the, the YouTube version is larger. So he's getting more play at uh, at YouTube for uh, for that. So, um, yeah, because I, I was yeah. – go ahead. I get more play too on YouTube. So, you know, just to be really clear, um, it, it's still for me, YouTube is still the right place to be going. It's not, it's not either or it's both. And I think you have to provide both. You're doing YouTube and you need to provide depending on your audience. My audience asked for this. You need to provide video available for them to download, not just stream. Yeah. And, um, so I went over and I looked at, I, I have yet to, cause I just got this last night. I'll probably play with them today. Um, he was saying, for $20 a month, they give you three gigs to start out, and they give you a gig of uh, storage each month. They have unlimited media, unlimited podcasts, unlimited blog posting, HTML5 compatibility. You get listed in their directory, yay, um, and you get a featured directory listing, so... Um, I'll have it's to pretty useless. Both of those are pretty useless. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, you, you're in a directory that nobody's ever heard of. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. No, nobody's out there perusing directories. Yeah. It's just not happening. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So the storage growth, the amount of extra storage your account can support each month. So, so they're giving a gig for 20 bucks a month where on Libsyn 20 bucks a month gets you 400 megs. So we're talking 600 megs more. And I went, yeah, okay, I'll have to, to look. Now, they, their other plan, like their $5 a month, you get a you get a limit on bandwidth. You get a gig of extra bandwidth. You get five gigs of bandwidth to start with, which is weird because, hello, if, if I do my math correctly, oh, I see that. Hold on. Five gigs of bandwidth included a dollar a gig if you go over. But here's the unlimited media. I, I Unlimited media, meaning I can upload... 87 terabytes. They, they kind of have a uh, uh, legend at the bottom, but they don't really explain what that one means, but um, unlimited blog posting. Wow. Thanks. Well, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not, I mean, free air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of deal. We're, we're going to give you free air. The, uh, you know, and there's some blueberries got some no fault. What do they call that? Yeah. No fault over go over like, or something like that, yeah. or you can go, um, you know, so I think you have to take a look at when you when you're doing this. You need to create your audio, create your video. Is going to be informed, then total it up, and then figure out what works, what's going to work best for you. I, I do think if you're going to go video, Lipson can be can get a little pricey on that day yeah. based on what you're doing. And 
some folks are jamming things down or really crunching them down or, or, or what to be able to fit inside their plans. But this is the this is a more interesting plan than I've seen like with a Podbean or a Podomatic or some of those where they actually try to take over they, they kind of try to take over everything. I would want to see what kind of direct file access I get out of these guys. Yeah. So, so that, that would be my question. What is the URL that I get at the end of the day that I share? Yeah, so I'll probably go over and you know, do a 7-day trial like I did yeah. with uh, whatever it was, cast something FM and, and kind of sniff around and see what goes on. I mean, their website, I've seen some really horrible looking media websites. At least it looks somewhat, you know, kind of uh, professional. I, I know we've beat the media fire thing to death. I had a question for you because I thought about this as I'm I'm rebuilding the school of podcasting. I'm using Vimeo for the, uh, the videos on the school of podcasting membership site. And I'm like, hey... If if this works for video, man, I can save myself a boatload of money. And I uploaded a you know a whatever it is ten twenty by eight seventy you know high res video, and when I played it on the school of podcasting, it buffered. Is that a media fire issue? I was going to ask you. Do you have any problem with that? Because I noticed when you load like when you do a share link to them, they throw it into a, a flash player that then does a lot of you know buffering, and I'm like. And and now, granted, it's twenty four dollars a month versus Vimeo, which is like two hundred dollars a year. When I click on those bad boys, they're flying down. You know, yeah, yeah. I uh, from an experience perspective, and if you're for what you're, if you want to stream it, mm-hmm. right, I still say use YouTube or Vimeo. If you want it, if you want inexpensive hosting for download, then then I'd look at Mediafire. Okay, because yeah, yeah, I, w- I haven't been super. I have not tried them streaming. Right, everything I do with them is download. Right, it's inexpensive like daniel it's like glacier storage right it's inexpensive storage it downloads really well they give you a direct link for those things i like i i too haven't i mean i haven't messed with it enough to say it works or it doesn't work for me but you know stay with the companies that that do that stuff i love vimeo man i i oh man i know they are i know they're they're 60 bucks a, a month or whatever are you paying are you doing the 60 month i the do dollar plan or is it 60 I forget what it. I just 60 know a year. That would be sixty a year, not a month. Well, I'm yeah. doing the pro plan, so it's it's it hurt. I think it's six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever well, it was. Really? It's the, it was that much. I want to say it was two hundred bucks. You might have the pro pro. Yeah, because there there was a thing. Yeah. There was a there was a thing where if you wanted to like I said like you can I can give you a link to the video, and if you're not on the school of podcasting's website, it isn't going to play. It's really super yeah. secure. Um, you, you have pro, so 20, 20 gig per week, $199 a year, so yeah. 200 bucks a year on yeah. Vimeo for that. Then that's not too bad. 60 a year for their plus plan, which gives you up to five gig a week. And if you have a, this is another, well, it's not download, it's view, it's streaming, but Vimeo is good. I, they just have, they have a great looking player. Yeah. It just works. It's got great branding from them. I mean, I like so if you're going to stream, I still like the Vimeo option, uh, at least at this point. I'll need to do some testing with Mediafire on streaming. Yeah. So, but uh, speaking of streaming, we would love to stream your voice right now. Um, help us kick the tires on the uh, phone system we're playing with today. It's uh, 347-850-8007. First person to call in gets a cheese straightener. That's right. Your very own cheese straightener. A button polisher. That's right. A button polisher that would be uh <laughs> so but um any any other thing i didn't look at our i did not look at our shared folder today 
So shame on me. I, I I did. We didn't put a lot in there. We're gonna. Uh, we better put our sleeves up. We're gonna test our. Can we do this in prompt? You're right. All right. And uh, and and be able to pull it off. <laughs> All right, we got nothing. Let's let's shut her down. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. Well, show's over. Nobody called. Well, it's been nice. Nobody called in, and uh, it does bring up. Uh, you know, going back to that YouTube discussion, mm-hmm. it does bring up interesting. Just let, let me just talk a little bit more about that. You know, you can, there are plenty of download options for YouTube. You can go out there and rip those down. But natively, you can't, right? It just doesn't work. You right. can't natively go to YouTube unless you're the owner of the video and download it. But there are several services out there that allow you. And so if you are trying to, this is where it'd be helpful if you are on somebody else's show or if there was a something from someone else's show you wanted to download and play into your show as part of uh, whatever you're trying to do. There are a few few services out there that were recommended. And as I scroll through the chat, trying to find them, cause I don't know them, you know, Dave, right offhand, if you were going to download something off YouTube, what would you use? Get any recommendations? Here's on the that? fun thing. I would go to computer which is Scott Johnson's site who did an episode on different services you can use to download that. And cause I always, I don't do it that often. Um, and when I do, he has a couple different sites and it is kind of weird because there are a lot of places, if you Google that, there are tons of, you know, websites, but all of them have, for lack of a better phrase, they're a little squirrely looking. like Clunky. Clunky and a lot of like yeah. click here to download. Like they'll have ads about downloading software. So you have to be really careful where you, uh, um, you can't get through. Bummer. Yeah, Craig's trying to call in on Skype. It's asking him to press one. Skype has a, a dialer, doesn't it? Yeah. Craig, don't if you go to the there's a little dial, isn't there? What what are you Mac PC? What's well, let's see if we can troubleshoot this. Well, while he's trying to do that, so you, he downloading wants, is one thing, but you're you're never going to ask your audience to jump through those kinds of hoops oh, wait, to I, download it, right? Hold on, we we have activity. Oh, here's the thing. Hold on, let me. Uh, ah, okay. I've learned. See, this is why we have a valuable lesson. Um, so what'd you learn? I had. Um, I took the screen and minimized it. So like you're on like half my screen and let me, let me, I wish I could share my screen. Yeah. It's what happens is I get a message that says you, it's weird. Cause you can't, you and your callers, these control. So it's giving me like a, a quick tip on the buttons, but the actual quick tip then covers up the buttons. So um, yeah. So I can say now uh, ending in 0418, I can put you on the air, and you're on with Dave and Jim. Uh, what's your name and what's your question? That's interesting. Hi, can you hear me, guys? We can hear you, but Hello. you yeah, but you can't hear us, unfortunately. Hello. Yeah. It's just fun. Let them talk. That's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Okay, so um, ending in... Uh, I can hear you now. Okay, beautiful. Oh. Yes. So I wonder why that was. I didn't, I, you saw, I didn't. So it's hit. working. It is working. We can hear you fine. Yeah, I was in the queue. They asked me to press one, which I did on Skype, but um, it didn't push me to the front of the queue. And then somehow you managed to patch me through. Which is weird. I don't know what I did. That's fine. <laughs> don't touch it, Dave. Don't it, touch it. Yeah, I, I'm not touching a thing. So, um, who? well, first of all, what's your name? It's Craig. I've called before. How are you doing, guys? Good. How are you? Craig, how are you? Welcome back. What's your question? Thanks. 
Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I've got I've got two questions. If you've got time, guys. Sure. Um, the first one, the first one um, is regarding RSS feeds. Uh, on the premise that there's no such thing as a dumb question, this this might be a dumb question, but here we go. All right. Um, Rob Walsh, re- Rob Walsh, re- recently on the New Media Show, it was episode 65, was talking with Todd and Rob Greenley, and he said you're dumb if you don't have an RSS button on your podcast web page on your blog. And I'm confused as to exactly why I'd need one. So the first part of my question is, what does it, what does it actually do? Does it send subscribers um, via email to, to subscribe to your podcast? No. The new content as it appears? Does it send them an email message? And I tried to find, the second part of my question, I tried to find the RSS feed in the code of my, of my webpage, and, uh-huh. and I couldn't, so I'm not sure how to set it up once I've already got the button embedded on the webpage. So maybe you guys could speak about that for Got for it. Well, first things first, are you using WordPress? I am. I'm using the podcast pro theme that hey, uh, Dave, Dave recommended. Tim over here at WP. Oh, and Dave hit the wrong button. I'm like, what? Okay, so you're using podcast pro. Great. So um, are you? what did you send to iTunes? Did you use PowerPress or did you, did you send it to, to iTunes yet? I'm hosting with Libsyn, so I assume that the Libsyn feed is connected automatically to to iTunes. No. So as soon as I publish an episode with Libsyn, with Libsyn, it's going straight into into iTunes. Is that not correct? That is not correct. Um, you need to submit okay. your your whatever feed you're going to use, PowerPress or Libsyn. Uh, you need to submit that to to iTunes. Now, what the RSS one time though? Right? One time, one yeah. Time. You submit yeah. it one time. You basically Craig, you submit. Did you do an initial submission with that? Lipson feed to iTunes. Have you done that? I must have done because it's been working fine for a couple of years. So when I signed up with Lipson, right. I must have done that in the sign up process. Okay. What's okay. what's um what's the name of your show? I, I can tell you in two seconds. Here. If you go to Inglés Podcast, oh, that's right. That's I N G L E S Podcast.com. That's the blog. I-N-G-L. I'm trying to, to what what is it called in um, iTunes. What, what's the name of your show? In iTunes, you'd, it's a Spanish show. You'd need to search for La Mansión del Inglés. Uh, that's L-A-M-A-N-S-I-O-N D-E-L-I-N-G-L-E-S Is that all one word? It could be. It doesn't matter. Um, L-A- it's La, La and then have you got it? Uh, not yet. So I have L-A, oh, here we go, and then space or? L-A, space. Mm, okay. Mansion, M-A-N-S-I-O-N. Got it. Here we go. You space. are using the Lipson feed. So, right. so what you could do is now, let's first of all, what is the RSS feed? And the analogy I always use, and I'm not sure if this works or not, you can tell me, um, if we go to radio, your radio has, like here in Cleveland, a popular station is WMMS. It's 100.7. You have your frequency that you broadcast at, and you take radios, and you tune to that frequency, and then whatever happens in the studio goes out over that frequency and goes into your radio. Well, in podcasting, whatever happens on your website, or in your case, on your Libsyn page, uh, updates the RSS feed, and anybody that's that's subscribed to your feed, including iTunes, um, gets the new 
episode. Does that kind of make sense? Does that's clear? But what okay. has that got to do with the button that's uh, RSS on on the blog? Uh, because not everybody uses iTunes, and there are places like right. um, uh, Beyond Pod and all these other different um, apps that people are using, especially on the Android side. And what they need is your RSS feed. And then, from what I understand, whatever uh, Microsoft is doing with podcatching, you know, they used to have the Zoom directory, and then it's what... And from what I've heard now is whatever weird in-the-cloud, invisible directory that Windows has for Xbox, it looks for an RSS feed on your website. And so that's the other reason why you need a an RSS button. So you're just giving um, people... We, we kind of talked about this earlier. You want to give people the ability to to do that. Now, the fun thing is if you click on an RSS feed and you're in Chrome, you get a page of gobbledygook. Yeah, you get the code. You actually get the XML file. I just file. did that before you guys start. I went to the average guy um, and I went to your, to the School of Podcasting, clicked the two buttons, and I got a page of code that said XML file does not appear to have any style information, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, that's the raw XML file. That the, yeah. So yeah. can you hear us? So yeah, when you click that, and there's really two different for for most podcasters. There's really two different kinds of RSS feeds now, for the most part. And the other one's not one, but just for simplicity, let's say it is. So the iTunes link that you get when you sign up on iTunes, you get this, uh, you get this ITPC or something. I forget the end of it, but it automatically invokes the. With the iTunes link that they give you when you sign up for yeah, iTunes. Wait, Jim, Jim's you... gone really, really quiet now. He's, he's no, gone, right. I can barely hear him. Then it must be... Back up. Tell me, Craig, tell me when it gets better. Is that any better when, when we... Uh, that's tell, that's better. Okay. okay. Better or can you... you can, okay. Dave's figuring this all out. Thank you for your patience as we figure out this, how to get this all done. So I appreciate it. So with iTunes, you get that no special worries, link. No if someone clicks on it, it will automatically invoke the iTunes player on that on that PC or Mac that it's running, and it'll ask the user that question: Do you you know do you want to open? Do you want to launch this with a program? And if you don't have that program on there, it won't work. With RSS, and depending upon the kind of uh, the 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 kind of environment that you're in, as soon as you click on an RSS feed, if the OS has a has is looking for that particular kind of XML file, but so on a mobile device like uh, Dogcatcher, Beyond Pod, those kinds of things. On a mobile device, it will automatically prompt you, do you want to load this into your, you know, your podcatcher of sort? And even on Windows, there are certain situations that will happen. But in the Chrome browser, it doesn't. It, it, it tries to get too smart because Chrome was written by a bunch of you know, really smart developers. It actually tries to parse and read that XML file. So you get that code, that, that gobbledygook. But if you took that feed right. and plugged it into any feed reader, Feedly or... You know anything that 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 does feed readers, it will absolutely parse it and and put it in there. That is the challenge of RSS today, and in my opinion, why RSS is still kind of broken, in the sense that it's still not easy enough. I mean, it works great for iTunes because they've solved that problem, but we have so many options with RSS and other places, it confuses people. So if you go to my subscribe page, theaverageguy.tv/slash/subscribe. You'll see I've tried to make that simple with all those buttons. By the way, that theme on my page is the one that Daniel J. Lewis uh, put together and is just dynamite. I love it's a plug-in uh, that just works dynamite for me on that. But so I'll just pimp him out real quick. But I, you, I think no, you absolutely 
Yeah. Oh no, he did a great job on. It. He's got in those are those all those icons um, are are vectors. So depending on the size, they they just size right. It's dynamite. But that being said, you you absolutely have to have a button on your page. You have to have something on your page that prompts them to subscribe. So how could I do that? So I'm okay with the button, putting the button on the blog itself. So how do I link what is my RSS feed to that button? Ah, uh, what you do? Well, go ahead. Uh, is no, no, go ahead. is you basically you can you know find an RSS button, however you would like to do that. Um, you know, some people just go to images.google.com. Not exactly the most legal way to do it, but that's to be honest, that's the way a lot of people do it. Um, a lot of people jaywalk too. So find a a valid RSS feed. Um, and then upload the image like you normally do. What I do is I usually go to a blog post. I make a blog post and I upload, you know, an RSS button. And then I click on the RSS button that's in there and in WordPress, there's a button with a little like chain link on it. And it'll ask you to put in a, you know, what address am I linking to? And you put in the link to your RSS feed and you're like, okay, great. Except how do I find, how, how do I find the, uh, the RSS feed oh. in the in the code. Uh, I will. Uh, well, it's in Libsyn in this case since you're using Libsyn. And Craig, yours is mansionenglish.libsyn.com slash RSS. Oh, okay, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, they make it super simple. Don't you probably saw all that code? You thought, oh my gosh, I have to put the whole thing in there. Yeah. So no, usually it ends in RSS or it ends in feed, right? The the WordPress standard is your domain slash feed. That's in a lot of cases that's the main feed for your RSS if you're in WordPress. And so you you would put that that link right. to that button, and then you're like, okay, great, but how do I? That's in the middle of a post. All I've used this post for is to to make the code. So in in WordPress, if you switch from um, I forget the what's the one tab to HTML or text. I forget what that second yeah tab. visual 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 to text. You'll see, you'll see, you'll see the the code. Copy that and then just go over. You, you can delete that post at that point. I would copy it, maybe paste it in a notepad or something like that, so you have a copy of it. And then uh, go over into your sidebar, throw in a text widget, and paste that text. And presto, there's your RSS button. Great, great. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. Now, can, was, I, can I ask one more thing, real quick? Yeah, well, I also did. You say you're using the Podcast Pro theme? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there is there are buttons in the Podcast Pro theme that have a built-in RSS button. So all you would have to do is drag that widget to your sidebar, uh, choose an RSS button, and then just put in the uh, mansioninglish.libson.com/rss. So you don't even have to do the button thing. It's they already have one built in for you. Yeah, I've got that. I was confused about what it actually did because I thought, well, if I've got a Stitcher button, if I've got an iTunes, uh, iTunes yeah. button, do I really need an RSS button? And I was probably confused with using Chrome that the, when I clicked on it, yeah. I couldn't actually see what it was there yeah. for. Yeah, what's weird is if you click yeah. on it, if you're in um, Firefox, Firefox can, you know, they, uh, I, I'm not sure what the, verse, the verb is, parse. I guess they parse the RSS uh, and they can actually kind of read it uh, a little better. But yeah, go ahead. What's your, yeah. what, what's your other question? Well, the, the other question I had was because we're approaching the, the festive season and I was wondering how to supply content to the listeners if I'm, I'll am i be going away for ah. the end of December. So because I've got the... What a great I've question. Got, I'm on Libsyn. I don't actually use the Libsyn blog, but I've got the separate blogs. So I'm, I know what you're thinking. I can always kind of um, 
predate it and schedule it for when I'm away. But then if I'm if I'm scheduling the um, podcast to be released on Libsyn, which is then going to be in iTunes automatically, right? Um, how can I do that so it's also going to come out on the blog? What you do because I do this every Monday at the School of Podcasting. Uh, the School of Podcasting uses the Libsyn feed. Um, I was having problems with um, a while back with my website, so one of the things I did to declutter my website was I pulled the RSS feed and I started using Libsyn's feed. Nothing against PowerPress and all that, but I needed to keep things a little more simple. So I switched to the Libsyn feed. So what I do is I tell in Libsyn um, at the bottom, when you're making a post, you can change when it posts. And I do the exact same thing on my website. I say, come out Monday at midnight. And I go to Libsyn and I say, come out Monday at midnight. Now, is there a chance that the Libsyn feed would come out first before? Yeah. But I've yet to have a problem with that. But I basically just have both because if there's different time zones and things like that, that might be an issue. But I usually just I, I post date everything and then cross my fingers so that they both come out at so the how, same time. So how does your Libsyn feed speak to your blog if you're if you're it doesn't if you're scheduling your it doesn't you have to manually put the feed into your into your blog post. No, what I do is I, I go in and I grab my, my MP3 file. So I upload to Lipson and um, I say here, come out on Monday at midnight. And it says, here's your MP3 file. I take that, I go over to my actual blog and there's my blog post over there. I paste in the MP3 file into oh, the... Oh, of course. And then in the blog, I go, hey, guess what? You're not coming out till Monday at midnight too. So Monday at midnight, both Lipson and my blog go... And assuming they're on the same, you know, um, but... I mean, in reality, yeah, of course, because yeah. you can, yeah, so, yeah. so you just oh, have sorry, to, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So unless Jim, if double, you know, double schedule, yeah, it's no, a, double schedule, that's the right way to do it. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there are ways that you can have Libsyn post to your website. It works. It uses the Libsyn player. Not a huge fan. Nothing against it. It just, that, yeah, yeah I, I would just, so this is how it's, I do it. It's just easier that way. And I think you get better control yeah. by by doing both sides. So got it. Awesome. All right, Craig, did we, did we thank you for being the first That's test right. subject on, uh, on the, on the new Colin. Sorry for all the confusion. <laughs> I'm still, no, it's a pleasure. If I don't speak to you again, have a wonderful uh, festive season and um, see you again in the new year. Yes, absolutely. You too. You right. too. Great talking to you. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. I'm still hey, a couple follow-up from that call. I know we got another caller, but hold okay. on. Before we do that, Daniel J. Lewis is a subscribe and follow. That's the, the plug-in that I use to get those really good-looking RSS feeds. And not just RSS. It covers, you know, Tumblr and Facebook and, you know, just about every social you can, you know, you can imagine is out there. So that just at that is at subscribeandfollow.com if you want to take a p if you want to take a look at that as well. PowerPress six is coming soon and we'll have some. Uh, it sounds like Mike Dell is saying it's going to have a sidebar widget for subscribing, so that's going to help as well. And then he's got if you see podcasthelpdesk.com, he's got some RSS help as well if you're looking for that stuff. And the the theme we mentioned there uh, is Podcast Pro. It's from Appendipity. If you go to, this is an affiliate link, schoolofpodcasting.com slash podcast pro. Uh, that'll take you over there. You can also see that now if you want to see it. It's on weekly web tools. It's on the podcast review show. It's on Logical Loss. I'm throwing it on pretty much everything. And um, I'm loving it at this point. Cause it's got I'm that, sure you've got a video on how to do RSS, right, Dave? I do. That, that, that thing yeah. we just talked about with Craig, I was going to say, if you're a member of the yeah. School of Podcasting, there's a thing about how to put things in your sidebar, one of which is your RSS feed. So, yeah. And um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm still not positive what I'm sending to the phone. So uh, mm. we we have to keep working through it. We've got like ten minutes till the end of the show, and I actually have something at noon today. But maybe after post show, we'll we'll have somebody call in and just play, <laughs> which is what I should have done yesterday. But Probably <laughs> it wouldn't be as fun this way. It's it's the joy of live. So we do have another caller who I'm now clicking on the talk button, and I'll click on the talk button again. Maybe they hung up. No, there we go. Ending in five 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 seven. Um, you're now on with Dave and Jim. What's your name and what's your question? Thanks for holding. Oh, this is Kim. I'm from onthetablepodcast.com. Hey, how are you? And I'm good. How are you? Uh, good. Thanks for good. holding. Have you, a good Thanksgiving. Good. Not yeah. a problem. Could you hear us on hold? Yeah. Okay, good. Excellent. So, yeah. Yeah, that's very good because my new tablet and I have not figured out how to, for me to listen and play games at the same time. Oh, that's fine. Challenge. Yeah. Just challenge. So I got an interesting offer this week, and I figured podcast coaches might be able to help me. I was contacted by somebody and asked if I would produce a podcast for them. Okay. Now, I've only been podcasting three months, so I'm still pretty new, and they I'm the only person they know who does this, so they don't know how to find anybody else. I guess Google was not their friend and is mine. But I don't know how to um, charge for such a thing and how to figure out what the business end of podcasting is. So podcast coaches, tell me what I need to be considering. Okay, so when they say produce their podcast, what do they mean? Because that little phrase means about 27,000 different things. This might mean editing their audio. It might mean finding guests. It might mean building their website. That would be the first thing I would as of, right, as of right now, it means recording them or taking their recordings and putting them, putting them up on a regular basis onto a website. Okay. That's what they told me they wanted me to do. They already have a webmaster. They already have a site. They're already an established business. They just want to move into podcasting. Okay. I, I have seen... Some places will do $500 a month for four shows, and that includes show notes, the whole nine yards. You just record it, throw it in a Dropbox, and people will take it from there. I have seen, the lowest I've seen was, I think, on Odesk, so I'm probably dealing with somebody across the pond, um, was 20 bucks an hour. Um, and I've seen everything in between there. I've seen 75, I've seen 40, I've seen 60. Um, and then the fun part is, um, do you get them to pay up front and then you, you work off, you know, that dollar amount and then what happens if there's, it's, it's fun. There's all sorts of, uh, little caveats you can get into. Um, and then like I use a program called harvest. I believe it's at getharvest.com. I know everybody's all about the fresh books and I, God bless them for sponsoring podcasts. I used to use fresh books. I now use get harvest, uh, because, um, I have unlimited customers, uh, fresh books, unless they've changed the more customers you had, even if they weren't doing anything anymore, I had to like delete my history of customers. Otherwise, if I went over like 15 customers, they were going to charge me more. Get, uh, I, I need to find that up. I think it's get harvest, um, is what I use. And what I love about that. And this is where, this is what I do. Um, some people charge you per episode. I charge you per minute. So if it takes me 15 minutes to edit your audio and throw it up there, then I'm going to charge you whatever, 12 minutes. 
Uh, if it took me 15, I'm going to charge you 15 because I have some customers that will do a show that's 20 minutes long. And then the next time it's an hour and 10. So I could get kind of, uh, you know, messed up with that. Jim, yeah. what do you do? Buddy? I st- well, I started on a flat rate. Uh, I shouldn't say I started. It's like saying I'm still married to my first wife. I, cause I'm still doing that. Um, I charge a flat rate just because I didn't want to mess with the timing and, you know, and such. And so, uh, so for one of my clients, I record edit, uh, and actually they do, they do podcast chapters. So we actually split them up and then I do the post for them as well. And then I just bill them, uh, when it goes live. And, uh, as soon as it's posted, I bill them two shows at a time. And, uh, you know, for me, it's about a $75 per, per podcast episode is what I charge. But, you know, the pricing is so hard cause it's just, you know, you've got to, you've got to determine what the customer will bear and what they'll pay for. One of the tips that I found uh, when I first started is, is each new customer I added, I just charged more for. And eventually you, you know, eventually you find that ceiling where people start saying no. And then you're like, okay, I've reached the, you know, I've reached the ceiling of what, uh, what I can charge for my services. I'm, I'm kind of against these like rate sheet kind of thing where we all kind of have standard stuff just because not everybody's the same. And so I think you've got to negotiate with your customer and find a price that's fair for them and fair for you. And, and that works. Yeah. I mean, I, I've charged, I think right now, I think the lowest I've, I'm being paid is 40 an hour, but it's from a, a, a radio personality in New York who does a five day a week show. And it's takes me all of, uh, whatever point eight of an hour is, what is that? 10 minutes, something like that. Um, and all she does is she throws it in Dropbox. I download it, convert it to mono, tag it, upload it to Libsyn and um, we're done. So it takes me like three minutes and cause she's done. I mean, she's got it all mixed in from the radio and I always think, man, if that engineer learns how to upload to Libsyn, I'm out of a job. Cause that's more or less what I'm doing besides some ID three tagging. But I knew that I was, she's like, look, you know, here's the deal. Uh, I'm just starting out but I'm going to be giving you a file every single day. And that's the other thing you have to keep in mind. You need to set expectations with your people. So I usually tell people, give me 48 hours. If I'm doing any kind of audio editing for you, give me 48 hours because I don't work on Wednesday. Wednesday is my wife's day. And if you want something done on Wednesday, I tell people up front, I don't work on Wednesday, uh, Mondays and Thursdays. Hence why there's a 48 turnaround time. And um, the other thing you have to do then in my case is I have a backup person. Cause what happens when I go to new media expo? Now, I usually tell everybody ahead of time, hey, I'm going to Vegas next week. If you've got any shows coming out because I'm your editor, guess what? You've got to record shows in the can, too, because that's what I'm doing. So you kind of have to follow that. So you, you need to have a backup plan in the event, you know, something happens and you're going away and you don't want to do audio editing. And that's the only thing I'm not a huge fan of. Um, in fact, I just had uh, two of my clients pod faded. And I, there was as much as I, you know, look, I like money as much as the, every person, the whole um, exchanging money for time thing that can get a little old after a while. I mean, again, I, you know, I still got student loans, but the fact that it was like, you know, the fact that I had to get home from work, run in my office real quick. I'm like, okay, that's, that's gone. But on the other hand, for me, I'm kind of happy because now I can work on my stuff. That was the biggest problem. I got so many customers. I couldn't work on my stuff. So, but get ready for the other thing to think in mind is, Okay, what if you go to them and say, here, I'll send you a PayPal invoice, and they go, oh, we don't do PayPal. Okay, then you've got to, you know, 
I just take a check, Dave. I'll be honest with you. I, I yeah. keep it simple. I send them an invoice that I, I roll over. I'm not very fancy about it. I just send them an invoice and they pay me. You know, I, I, we have a pretty good for, for this. It's, you know, onesie twosies. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Kim, what do you, um, what are you anticipating from a customer standpoint as far as length of time or what's the format or how long are they going to podcast for? Do they have any special requirements? Um, they were talking about how much they admired a podcast that was weekly and a roughly three to four minutes long. Oh. It comes out every okay. morning at 8 a.m., and that's the kind of thing that they want to do. So, no, I've worked with these people on other projects before, so I'm not concerned about getting paid because they've paid me in the past. And I'm not concerned about timing because they already have next year's blogs, and they do a daily blog They've already got those all plotted out and probably a quarter of them written. So they work well in advance, and, and all the things you talked about are very valid, but they're not concerns of this one. Mostly right. I'm just trying to figure out what do, people, what do people expect to pay for things like this, and what, um, well, as a newbie, I, can't, I don't feel like I can really charge them per uh, minute of my because I spend an hour and a half editing my own 10-minute show um, just to the point where I feel like I've got my voice the way I want it. And then I've got to put in all my sound effects, my intro, my closing, and anything else editing I want to do. So, And, and that's what they're... I'm already working on them. That's, what, they're that's pay- what they want me to do. But that's what they're paying for. They they don't right. they, you're you're going through the pains the growing pains of learning how to podcast they don't want to do that they just want to so you're either I always mm-hmm. tell people you're going to pay with time or money one of the two and right now you're right. you're paying with you're paying with time of you know figuring right. out what this button does so they don't want to do that so they're just saying look we want to give it to you and the other thing um to to keep in mind it, it's weird because you're like look I'm I'm just new to this you, you sometimes you forget where you came from. And it's kind of, that's one of the things I really like about the Cleveland podcasters group is it's been a while since I've been, you know, in your shoes and I, and I hear, you know, okay, well, you know, I'm plugging stuff in to the wrong Jack or whatever's going on. And I'm like, Oh yeah. I, you know, I remember, <laughs> I remember when I was there, no names, no names, but uh, you know, I'm not going to say it, yeah. but I did the exact same thing last week. Right. Exactly. So I've done that too. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, you know, and when in doubt, I- you know, start, Start with a number. If they say no, go, well, okay, I'll give you, you know, then ask them. You know, that's, that's half a negotiation. If it, The fun thing is, if you read any negotiation book, let them throw out a number first. Because they might go, yeah. I don't know, we're kind of, we, we don't really have much of a budget. Would you do it for 80 an hour? And you're like, heck yeah. You know, where you were going to throw out, you know, 35. You're like, ah, you know what? Okay, yeah, I guess I'll do it for 80 an hour. You know, let them throw out a number. Okay. So, Jim? Anything else? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, no, I, I'm going to agree with Dave. Let them start. See what, you know, at the end of the day, it's always a negotiation. You got to figure out, and you got to figure out what your time is worth. I mean, I was spending a lot of time doing some stuff and I started raising my prices and the business went away. And in the end, it was good because it, it wasn't worth my time to do it. So you have to, you have to take that value proposition as well. But I think probably somewhere between 50 and 100 bucks an hour for this kind of deal is is going to be the range where you're going to kind of land. Okay. Yeah. And, and Dropbox is your friend. Dropbox oh, is a very good 
Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Dropbox works great for this kind of work. Yeah. Sure. So you just and then what I usually have is I have a folder that says like the name of the client and then there's original and then there's finished. And that way I go right. to the original and that way that whole nine yards. So, but uh, yeah, I have one more question. All right. About Ringer. Has anybody used it yet? Hasn't come out yet. I, I just went to it uh, this week to see like, hey, because I signed up for their their thing. You know, April's yeah. when they, April's when they said it's coming out next month. So haven't heard a peep. You? Okay. Their website doesn't seem to indicate anything, but I was looking at it from a desktop, and it said download the apps. I couldn't download an app on a desktop yeah. apparently, I, so I haven't gone to my iPad or my tablet to see if the it could be downloaded there. Yeah, I'm. I with it. Yeah. I have nothing to base this on at all. This is just me spewing an opinion. Something in my gut says these guys either ran out of money or pulled the trigger too soon or something. I'm really still excited about it, but I, at this point I'm like, I'm going to take it off the list of things to keep checking because it's been, you know, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. We're talking eight months ago is when they said we're coming out in a right. month. So, and I think I sent, yeah. if I remember right a couple months ago, I sent a thing to, you know, I got the guy's business card right here, you know, and I said, look, uh, Tim uh -huh. at ringer.us. I'm like, uh, what's up? And I didn't hear anything. So I'm, I'm getting a little like, hmm. yeah. so it sounds great. I love the idea because the idea is that it's, it's a, a great idea. It's I, a double, I just want to see it. Yeah. It's a double ender in the sky. Yeah. So. It's perfect. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Kim, thank you again for, for being on hold. I'm glad uh, it, we didn't drop anybody, which I didn't expect. So we know the phone system works fine. And I love their interface. Their interface is actually better than uh, what we were using before. So that's that's good news. I just got to figure out how to, you know, so. Um, actually, thanks. Thanks. actually speaking ahead. of that, Kim, if you want, do you want to stay on the line and be our, our test guy post-show? Sure. Okay. Well, here, let's. let's Not a problem. We will, uh, we will politely wrap up the show um, as I start the music. Hey, let me before we go. Let okay. me just say I, I figured out what that you know I was getting audio back oh, yeah. to me, but nobody. It was it was Blog Talk Radio. You had turned uh, on something so that, that we were broadcasting on Blog Talk Radio, and I left that playing, and all of a sudden it just started playing in the background, and I didn't know where it was at. So we are the audio is working on Blog Talk Radio right now. I would love to know what I did. That's the fun. Okay. Anybody else think that sounds really horrible? It doesn't sound great over there, but it's not as bad as it no, was. No, I mean the music now. Oh, you know what it is? I know what it is. There's a weird thing. Yep, here we go. Yeah, we can go. There is a... This is in... Uh, even that... See, man, if you go... Oh, I hate stuff like this. I need this at 100% to sound normal. There we go. Boy, if you breathe on that. This is a uh, soundbite from Black Cat Systems. It still sounds funky. In my head, the, the cymbals sound kind of squishy. Yeah, it's, it's kind of chunky, kind of soft and squishy. Yeah, so... Yeah, that sounds bad. Ugh. And it's not really loud either. Yeah, oh, we can do that. We can... It sounds uh, a little bit better when you brought it up. Yeah. I tell you what, it, it, this is bringing it back... processed. Yeah. Let me make sure... No, there's nothing. Hmm. Yeah, weird. And it's not clipping. It just sounds... Well, there you go. 
It reminds me of the old days, Jim. This is what we started this awesome. podcast doing. Just eh, let's see what happens if we throw this on. So, on the edge. I love it. Yeah. But uh, as always, thank you to the chat room. And uh, we're not really going away. Um, we just do this because I can only afford hosting for an hour. And so, so we end the show here. Thanks so we're much for tuning limited. in. Yeah. We'll see you again next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach Show.